going to get right into it today no BS and because it's very important topics to get into and I'm just going to skip all the BS today because we're going to get right with it when it comes to your man Deshaun Jackson my man as well but today he's your man <laughs> I'm putting that on you so okay okay <laughs> so, all right Mr. Philadelphia Eagles fan all right hey, and hey this is how it go dog listen I was all Deshaun all Deshaun up until today. Like, uh, like for everybody that doesn't know, here while we're recording at 7, today is 7-9 on Thursday, and I was all Deshaun with this whole process until he's like, like, you can't apologize and then like a tweet from a divisive person that says <laughs> black men shouldn't apologize. Like, <laughs> that's wild to me. Like, so I'm not with that, but we're going to get into that. So, yo, you want to set the stage or should I? You, you got it. You got it. You go ahead, man. All right. So, so setting the stage, Deshaun Jackson put out a tweet. Of, he's been putting out tweets that could be taken as anti-Semitic and divisive uh, because He's been quoting Louis Farrakhan, and while those haven't been directly uh, anti-Semitic in nature, it, we all know that Louis Farrakhan does make anti-Semitic comments, and then some of those quotes are in reference to like something that he says <laughs> anti-Semitic afterwards, and mm-hmm. then and then he he goes on to say a fake quote from Hitler where he says, uh, beware, uh, they will, uh, they, meaning the white Jew, will extort America and Negroes should beware or something like that. I really don't want to delve too much into it to get the quote correct because I'm just not with all that nonsense. But if you guys want to know the quote, Google, it works. So, yeah. anyway. Go for it. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, at first, Deshaun, um, basically, he was trying to say that he didn't mean it like that. I'm not going to get into what, how I feel about the tweet itself or none of that. Like, yo, some people are offended. Like, they, they're letting you know that they're offended. And so now... What are you going to do about it from there? And Deshaun basically was like, yeah, no, I didn't mean it that way. I'm just trying to uplift my people, blah, 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 blah. He left the tweet up. He was like, I'm sorry if it offended you, but I didn't mean it like that or whatever. And if that's how he feels, if that's truly how he feels, I guess at the end of the day, take it or leave it. But the part I want to get into is – if he was to come out and not stand on that ground and not stand firm on that ground, I have a problem with everyone calling for him to be cut from the team. And this is what I really want to talk about is because 
there's a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, frothing at the mouth, cut him, cut him. And like, this is prior to today. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's like, cut him. You, you guys need to cut him. You can't go around saying anti-Semitic things. You can't go around quoting Hitler, blah, 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 blah. I get it. I, I understand. Truly, I do. But I just feel as though you, you might have felt this way, but you weren't screaming it nearly as passionately when Riley Cooper seven years ago said, hmm. I'll beat every nigger's ass in here. Like at a country concert, <laughs> like yeah, like you weren't saying you can't go around threatening to beat every nigger's ass in here. Like you was like I didn't hear that same vigor in your in your voice. He was like, oh, Riley Cooper. You might have been like Riley Cooper said some terrible statements. I don't agree with it. Blah blah blah. What are the Eagles going to do? That might have been what you said, but yeah. Hey, at the end of the day. The Eagles kept Riley Cooper. And yeah. <laughs> fast forward to today, because I'm just going to defeat some Man. people's topic uh, topic right now when they say, today's a new day. Like, that was then. This is now. Like, you can't say that now. Well, hey, Jake Fromm, which is the backup quarterback <laughs> of the Buffalo Bills, he's, <laughs> he has some white, some white elitist comments come out in a text message and the Buffalo Bills said, we're going to work with him. He is a backup quarterback, a rookie backup quarterback, that the Buffalo Bills said, we're going to stick it out with him. We're going to educate him. We're going to make sure we get him on the right path. Hey, real quick, real quick. I just wanted to be known. He is a rookie quarterback, and he is a backup. Let's be very clear. This man was not drafted in the first or second round. So it's not as if they're paying him a bunch of money. Right, it's not. It's not like they're paying him a bunch of money to where they have to wait. You know, weigh weigh it into the decision making. Like, no, y'all could just cut him and it won't be a thing. But but continue. Right. But like so. But even still, like although we know that, although we feel our moral side says that shouldn't be a part of it. That shouldn't be a thing. It should be what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And if they're not doing right, then you got to get rid of them. Yes. Yes. Morally correct. But mm -hmm. there is a business side that comes into play. And yeah. when that comes into play, things get a little bit murky. So, but in this. We might not, we might not like it, but we understand that it's a thing that exists. We exactly. It, you know? And in this particular case, Drake Fromm, for the Buffalo, that's not the case. It's you not. could have separated yourselves and been done with it. You could have separated yourselves from Riley Cooper seven years ago and been done with it. You could have separated yourselves from Richie Incognito in Miami and been done with it. <laughs> hey, <All right>. so, <laughs> when, so when I say all this, I've, I'm saying all this because you don't have that excuse of, it's a new day. We are more socially conscious, blah, 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 blah. Because this is, this is today. Jake Fromm happened this year. Jake Fromm happened hmm. in May of this year. <laughs> so what are we talking about? You can't come back a month later and be like, well, well, he shouldn't have said that, blah, blah, blah. 
this, that, and the third, because, and excuse me if the me saying blah, blah, blah offends anyone because the blah, blah, blah portion is just, it's just more words, not I don't care what has been said there. But anyway, yeah. the point being is that Deshaun, you can't, you, if he doesn't double down on his comments and he is apologetic and which he has said he doesn't truly understand and he plans on making the trip to the uh, to the uh, some of the Holocaust camps to understand what was going like to have a deeper understanding of why that offends certain people and all that. Although mm-hmm. you shouldn't need to do all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Hitler's bad. Holocaust is pretty common knowledge. You are yeah. you are yeah. a graduated college student. Like help me understand. Like you already know this stuff. You shouldn't unlike. Unlike black slavery history, that wasn't swept under the rug. The Holocaust mm-hmm. is there in bright, blaring lights for everybody to learn about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yep. Um, I don't understand what Deshaun really, truly needs to learn in that regard. But hey, if that's what he, <sighs> if that's what he says, that's what he says. And last time I checked, his owner is a Jewish man. His GM is a Jewish man. The former GM, who, in my opinion, brought more light to the situation, Joe Banner, is also a Jewish man. Joe Banner was calling for uh, Deshaun Jackson's head, calling for him to be cut, this, that, and third. But hey, Joe, you were the GM when when Riley was there. (laughs) <laughs> weren't you look, that right look, and you look, didn't cut riley did you this is the and this Riley's is the thing been, this is the thing that blows my so i want to just throw into all that stuff that you said also there is a large jewish community in philly mm-hmm. you know and and and, and, and let you know what i'm just going to go ahead and start on what i got to say man because because there's so many things that play into this number one this is a classic case of an idiot being an idiot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, look, man, that quote could have said everybody needs to stand together as one. If if in the beginning of that, give me, hold on, give me a second. All right. If in the beginning of that, it says, hey, Hitler said this, or if in the end of it, it says a little bash mark, and it says Hitler on the end, it doesn't matter what's in that quote. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have say, I like to lemonade. understand. As Deshaun Jackson, you have to understand. It doesn't matter what that shit could have said. It could have said, hey, man, these are step-by-step instructions for the cure to cancer. If that shit said Hitler on it, you cannot repeat it. You have to know that. You have to know that as Deshaun Jackson, right? Okay, and then... Now you have a situation like like let's just scrap that. That's an idiot being an idiot, right? Right. It, it, and like quoting Farrakhan is already a sketchy enough situation. Like yeah. I understand what Farrakhan is about. Right. I understand that he might even have some some dope quotes. As yes, good quotes. he might have good points. You know what I mean? He some might. So right, man, he's an intelligent person. Yeah, like I said, he has to know that he can't quote Hitler. Plain and simple. So so all right, let's go let's get past him being an idiot quoting Hitler 
Well, let's even just kind of brow. Let's just breeze past the fact that he's going to quote Farrakhan and everybody knows the type of inflammatory things that he has said in past, present, whatever. Okay, let's, let's, let's get past that. Okay, let's dig down into the roots of what's really happening here. There's a, there's a um, demographic of America that is upset with the way that, that people call for Drew Brees to be done away with, right? They were not happy that people were calling for him to be cut. There were people that was calling for him to, to all kinds of things, right? These people they were paid. No, like, no, 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 Mark, no, no, Mark. Because you said cut. I'm, no, you can, you no, said no, no, cut. Mark, now, Mark, players... I, I'm explaining to you, I'm explaining to you that I have had conversations with this specific demographic and what I, and this is a big part of what I'm trying to say. Mark. Who was, who was calling? No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need you to understand this. I need you to understand this. Okay. You got to let me finish. What I'm saying is this demographic that feels a certain way as far as backing Drew Brees, they they chose to focus on the very small demographic that was calling for, uh, you know, Drew Brees' head on the spike, basically. Okay. They They weren't trying to focus on the fact that a majority of players we're just trying to say, look, man, you can't say that, Drew Brees. Or you have to at least acknowledge how we feel. Right. They weren't focusing on that. Those people were focusing on the select few of players that were just like really hardcore, far on the other side against Drew Brees. That particular demographic is now looking at this situation and saying, hey, how were some of you guys going to call for Drew Brees to have all these things happen to him and for him to be, quote-unquote, canceled, but now you're silent on the Deshaun Jackson thing? Or now you're not looking at the Deshaun Jackson thing with the same outrage? See, you have a demographic of people. This same demographic of people will say all these things about the Drew Brees versus the Deshaun Jackson situation, but this is also the same demographic that really didn't have much to say about Riley Cooper. Right. They really didn't have much to say about Jake Fromm. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? But what they're doing now is these people are pushing for Deshaun Jackson to get cut because they felt like they agreed with Drew Brees and they felt like people shouldn't have been coming at Drew Brees because they agreed with him. Okay? So you got to understand, part of this backlash towards Deshaun Jackson isn't – it isn't even because he quoted Hitler or because he quoted Farrakhan or because it was anti-Semitic. They don't even care about that because guess what? When Trump says these things, I'm telling you, the same demographic will look at it and say – Man, Trump's an idiot. I wish he would just shut up. He says dumb things. I wish he wouldn't say dumb things because I think he's actually a good president. 
That's the way they deal with Trump when he says these things, when, these, when he says these types of things. But now that it's Deshaun Jackson, it has nothing to do with it being anti-Semitic. It has nothing to do with it being super offensive to them. It has everything to do with the fact that they just see it as a black man, a black man that they consider to be on the left side, you know what I mean, um, politically, saying this, and they feel like the left side doesn't have anything to say. Well, um, so, so well, let, me, let, me, no, let me, let me, let me, let me, no, ahead, real quick to that, they, it's not just them, though. It's not. It you isn't just them. Today in Philly radio, um, like some of the radio's hosts are like, well, given the time that we're in now, you like, like there's, we, this should be just equal. It should just be equality. And, and like, and there should be accountability. And the accountability goes to uh, Deshaun because Riley Cooper was seven years ago, this, that, and third. But like I said, they're discounting the fact of Jake Fromm. Now, yeah. um, I, what I want to say is because you wanted to ask me a question yesterday and I didn't want to answer it because I wanted to wait till today to answer so feel free to ask me the question now okay before I ask that question I'm just going to add to what I already said just now by saying that um a precedence has already been set yes a so so they cannot cut Deshaun Jackson which across, is the NFL, yesterday. across the NFL, a precedence has been set. Yes. With the, with, with the Philadelphia Eagles alone, a precedence has already been set. Yes. They, they cannot cut him without looking crazy. They cannot cut him without looking like, hey, man, y'all cutting him because he's black. You, you see what I'm saying? They, it's a very sensitive situation. But I'm, the question, the question um, that I was going to ask you, I don't even know if it's a question or more of a statement, but um, what I was going to say is the timing of the, the Riley Cooper thing, Riley Cooper was in a perfect, I felt like Riley Cooper was in a perfect situation. It was a perfect storm. He had a quarterback. He's an offensive player. He's a wide receiver. His current quarterback that was on the team was Michael Vick, who had, who had just got a second chance after doing a year in jail. You know what I'm saying? And doing time in jail for the dog stuff. Mm-hmm. He had been given a second chance by by that team. Right. Me and you both discussed at that point in time, what else is Mike Vick going to say other than he feels like wow, Riley Cooper sh- uh, deserves or should get a second chance? Right. What, else is, what else is Mike Vick supposed to say? Because he can't say nothing. He's the quarterback. He has to say something. Beyond him having to say something and having to say something like that, Mike Vick, I personally believe he believes every word that he said. Yeah. Michael now, with Vick, that, Michael now Vick with that, can't be the vehicle there. Like Michael Vick can't be the vehicle for, hey, no, crucify this man. Because yeah. Michael Vick at that time was begging for forgiveness his damn self. He can't say crucify yeah. this man, but forgive me for all my sins. Like, no, it don't work like that. And not only that, but he, Michael Vick, was a man that, who came out of prison truly understanding of, yeah. of people mess up. 
and he is somebody that messed up and other people yeah. messed up. So he truly and meant those words when it came to Riley. Then, and then also Riley Cooper was in a situation to where most of America didn't even know who he was until that moment. Right. Um, he, he wasn't somebody that was ultra productive on the field to where you would know his name. So you have a guy who's essentially a bench warmer who says these things, who did yeah, this. Riley Cooper wasn't a bench warmer, bro. I'm not going to oh, – oh, hey, look, look. Once again, most of America did not know who Riley Cooper was. I had never heard his name until that scenario. He, maybe he wasn't a bench warmer, Mark. But I didn't know his name until You're that being disrespectful, happened. Am I being disrespectful? Am I being disrespectful by saying yes. I didn't know his name until that situation happened? Yes, because you're lying. I'm not lying. First of all, <laughs> yes, you're you an Eagles are, fan. But all right. You are an Eagles all right. fan. So we're going to keep, keep that up. You are an Eagles fan. Keep cooking, King. All right. Go ahead. But, but, but let's, let's, let's keep it a buck. Do you, do you think the casual NFL fan knew who Riley Cooper was? The casual, no. But are you the fucking casual fan? No, but I still okay, okay, know. Then. Why so know for sit here fact, and lie to me. But I know but for right. a fact that people didn't know. Let me, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way, Mark. The point I'm trying to make here is Raleigh Cooper's name wasn't ringing no bell. Okay, that's, that's fair. Fine. Now that's that's, fair. that's that's fair, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to be as fair as possible. His name wasn't ringing no bells. So you know what Raleigh Cooper had to do in that situation to try to get out of it, you know what I mean? All he had to do was shut up. All he had to do was just not say nothing else. That's all he had to do. And guess what? All of the attention was going to put on what Mike Vick had to say about it. All the attention was going to be put on what the organization has to say about it. All the attention was going to, put, going to be put on the response to Riley Cooper. As long as he kept his mouth shut, everything was going to be okay for him. Because people already were going to try to zero in on Mike Vick just because he said something. You see what I'm saying? But he had to say something, and he had to say something nice, even though he was going to say something nice anyway. Right? What I'm telling you right now is this, this I feel like this situation is different. How does this all relate to Deshaun, though? I'm going to tell you. I feel like this situation is different. Deshaun Jackson does not have the cover of a Michael Vick. No, he Deshaun Jackson has a different type of cover. He has the cover of the day and times, and he has the cover of Riley Cooper. Right? No, he has the yes. He has the he has the cover of how the organization handled Riley Cooper. If they don't cut Deshaun Jackson, people will look at it and say. The Riley Cooper situation caused this. There are people that are going to be furious with Deshaun Jackson. There are going to be people that are furious that he's still on the team. And there's, there's going to be people directing their anger towards Deshaun Jackson. Even, but they're going to be directing their anger towards the organization as well. Now, what I'm trying to tell you is when the rock uh, uh, Two weeks, three weeks after the Riley Cooper thing happened, the media, the casual fans, I would just leave it at that. The media and the casual fans didn't have any animosity towards Riley Cooper. Okay. The media, there's going to be members in the media and there's going to be casual fans 
that are going to have a lot of animosity directed towards Deshaun Jackson. Well, even well, though the, he has the cover of, even though he has the cover of Riley Cooper and the, and the organization and the way that they they covered it, and he has the cover the cover of the days and times, he's still going to be vilified. Well, here's the here's the thing, man. Like what, like him being vilified. So what? So what? You did something wrong. Be vilified. But that, yeah. But what I told you before is this team cannot cut him. I don't care if you're. I don't care if the owner is Jewish. I don't care if the GM is Jewish. In fact, I think the fact that the owner and the GM being Jewish actually works against them, against them trying to cut him, because. Because if you cut him, it now looks like, oh, you don't give a crap if somebody offends someone of another race. But once they offend your race, oh, now it's a problem. Now you want to now you want to lay the hammer down that everybody was asking for before. Now you want to do something different about it when it's your race that's affected. Yeah. That's a problem. Can't do yeah. that. You, you can't. You what? can't do that. The Eagles set a precedent. With they, uh, they set a precedent with Riley Cooper, and the NFL itself has set a precedent with any other situation that has come up with some sort of racial thing going on. A yeah. lot of the times, those put like we see players like Rachel, like uh, Jake Fromm, uh, they they stick around and they get education. So why yeah. shouldn't Deshaun get education? So and yeah. again, and just from a societal standpoint, I like I think there's a part that people aren't think that are excuse me. From a societal standpoint, there's a part that people aren't thinking about where it's magical how you will always say, well, in this scenario we messed up. We shouldn't have did it this way, but we're going to get it right this time. But every time you say we're going to get it right, excuse me, every time you say we're going to get it right this time, guess who's on the chopping block? A black man. I find that amazing. It's amazing how the every time you choose to get something right, finally, is when when the black person is involved. But but with, but all the times before that where you chose not to get it right, it was some it was a white individual or some individual of another race involved. So that's another aspect that you cannot do, and that and that right there because I see I've heard people saying that the silence of the NFL players is definite. The silence of the black NFL players is there for a reason it's there because they're waiting like they are sitting waiting there for waiting, like, to drop. look <laughs> you didn't you don't do you don't do any of that to riley cooper you didn't do any of that to jake Fromm, but you're going to do that now when it's a so now you now you don't want to educate the person now you don't want to work with the person now you want to cut yeah. that's when the so that's what they're waiting around for like it's not that the black player doesn't condemn his comments because of course they do his cop like what he had to say and when quoting hitler like nah man 
no nobody here is quoting Robert E. Lee like like nah like it's not, we're not rocking we with that man we're not rocking with that no. yeah we're not <laughs> rocking with that like it's just <laughs> yeah. it's what it is and unless you have another question I want to move on from this topic we uh, can move on I'm done I said what I got to say I think we all understand what it is and until something actually happens whether they decide to keep them and educate them or they decide to cut them then we can have another discussion on it but as yeah. of right now it is what it is we know what it is already oh but real quick there was a part that i wanted to say your man your man went full went full slow mode when it came to like done <laughs> you can't like dr umar johnson's quotes <laughs> i don't like calling that dude doctor I, I don't. But he's a doctor of. <laughs> like, like, I, I don't, I don't know what he's a doctor of. I don't like calling that dude doctor. But that's what people know him as. But Umar yeah. Johnson, who who is one of the most divisive individuals yeah. out there in the world, and and you're gonna like a comment from this guy saying, "When will black individuals have to stop?" apologizing for things that they say if you say something wrong you have to apologize now Man, Jackson, Mark, if I'm you still... like that comment it makes it seem like you apologize for no freaking reason at all and you don't no. really believe it and at that point if that's how you really feel you are serving yourself up for the chopping block yeah well, well let's let's now i don't care let me end this let me end that part by saying until Umar Johnson apologizes for taking everybody's money for a school <laughs> no, that was never going to build. No, those gifts. Hey, gifts. hey, look, until, until, he, apolo until he apologizes for that, gifts. Mark, I don't want to no, hear nothing. Those were gifts. Hey, look, Donations. Mark, he said the school still comes. Maybe I'm not giving him enough time. I don't know. But, but until I see that school, Mark, Yo, I don't want to hear nothing he got to say, bro. Yo, man. Nothing. Those were people but, but paying cool. their tides, bro. Relax. Hey, Preparations. Man. Relax. I ain't, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't got time to listen to anything Umar got to say. So, All come right, on. Let's man. move. Let's move. Moving on to better news. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got the richest contract in for any sports individual in the world. And somehow this is still a team-friendly contract. But, yes, Patrick Mahomes' contract is for 10 years, $450 million. With the incentives, it could be plus $500 million. So um, I'm going to just start, man, with saying no. rightfully so. You locked that man up. Uh, the dude came out the gate firing, pissing gold. Like, you ain't gonna, what you going <laughs> to yeah. do, man? Like, what you going to do? He came out like, oh, it's my time to shine. Here's an MVP season for you. Hey, hey Mark, I, this, real quick, because I feel like you underselling it. Let's, be, let's keep it a buck. Halfway through this man's first year playing, like as a starter, like half, halfway through this man's first year playing, I already said this man might be the this man is the most talented quarterback that I have ever seen in my life, and you know how much of a of a Dan Marino fan I am. 
and you and people that understand what Dan Marino did, I understood what I was watching at, right. in real time with Patrick Mahomes. Like, yo, you're watching somebody who's being the greatest already, and he ain't even played a full season yet. I mean, so, yo, the so dude yes, just he deserves every bit of money that he got. Yeah, man. the dude just pissed his excellence. Just period. Yeah, like, that's that's it, all man. it is. Like, you can't stop that dude. That, that man was out there playing like he's a vet, bro. He's yeah. playing like he's 35 I mean, he, years old. I mean, he has hit his shoulder <laughs> commercials with Troy Palomalu. Like, what you going to do, dog? Like, you can't stop <laughs> this man from shining. <laughs> you can't stop the glow. Man. Like, because he's – but, look, the point of that and the re- main reason why I want to bring this up is not because Patrick Mahomes got paid rightfully so, but the idea that – uh, that high tides raises all ships. No, high tides do not raises all <laughs> ships. Not at all. This high tide is Patrick Mahomes specific. And if any idiot right. agent comes out and says, "Look what Patrick Mahomes got," like particularly, hey, Dak Prescott, you and your agent sit the fuck down. Like you guys do not belong in this conversation. You keep asking for that $30 million that you were looking for, but don't, don't think you're going to get a 40 plus million dollar contract or something like that. Hey, actually, in fact, maybe you will because Jerry Jones is a bit of an idiot, but <laughs> you don't deserve it. You don't deserve this it. Is, <laughs> this is what I'll, real quick, this is what I'll say, Mark. If Stephen Jones wasn't in the room for any of these meetings, Dak Prescott would have been paid already. Stephen Jones is the savior of whatever is happening with this team over the past five years. Like, like this man would have had Baker Mayfield quarterbacking his team. Okay? Not Baker. Johnny Manziel, both of them. Who knows? Who knows? He, he might have had both of them. All I'm telling you is if if it wasn't for Stephen Jones, this man would have paid Dak everything that he wanted already, man. Jerry Jones' fingers is itching right now, and he's trying his best not to pay this man. But let me tell you something, and this is I, – I must say this, and I hate saying this, Mark, but goddamn, man, somebody got to give Stephen Jones some credit around here, man. Somebody has to give Stephen Jones some credit around here because I'm telling you right now, Steven Jones is the one that's telling Dak, you're not going to get what you want here, bro. And, and, and Steven Jones, I believe, is the one that is deciding to say, let's build the best team around Dak Prescott that we could possibly build so that Dak Prescott cannot have any leverage when it comes to this contract negotiation. I really, Mark, what I want to know is, what leverage does Dak Prescott think he has? I've been, yo, I, for the life of me, I've been trying to figure that out. I was like, what records have you broken? What have you Bruh. done in the NFL? Like, who who are you even? Have you won a I'm, playoff game? Like, what I looked at the roster, Mark. I looked at the roster. When they went and signed the Red Rifle, I was like, bro, I'll be honest. Are you going to tell me? That Dalton, yeah, I was saying I would start you, Andy Dalton today over like, Dak Prescott. Like, like I don't care. The Cowboys didn't. They, what did they just go? 
seven and nine, eight and eight. What the, what the fuck did they just go? You mean to tell me that you can't miss the playoffs by one game with Andy Dalton with this team? You probably can. You feel me? You probably can. Look, all I'm saying is that hey, that, not that me. put that all on Jay Garrett though. You put that with on this. Look, you can put whatever you want on Jason Garrett. I watched Dak go like five games straight without scoring a first half touchdown, okay? Yo, Patrick Mahomes has overcame Andy Reid. I do not want to hear nothing. Look, if you great, look, Mike McCarthy started playing, like I started coaching like a bum, and that man Aaron Rodgers was still managing the win game. Look, if you nice, you nice, bro. If you nice, you nice. Dak Prescott is dependent on a system, and he's dependent on the players around him, man. That man, like, I, I hope, as, a, as a somebody that hates the Cowboys, I hope that they pay this man Dak. I really do. I hope they pay him everything that he's asking for. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it'll be the biggest mistake that they make. You know what as I'm saying? A, but <laughs> as a fan no. of sport, I don't want to see – no, I don't want to see no quarterback get paid anything close to what Patrick is getting, and I don't want to see no quarterback. Who who was the current highest paid uh, quarterback that uh, prior to Patrick signing? Was it Russell Wilson? Uh, I believe it was. I believe it was Russell Wilson. Okay, I don't want to see nobody get paid more than Russell Wilson because let's just face it, honestly. I, Ain't nobody else better than Russell except for flicking Patrick Mahomes. Like, no, there's like, nobody better. Like, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers' best days is behind him mostly, but yeah. he is still on par with Russ. Like, I, Drew Brees on par. Like, you know what I'm I saying? Get, like, yeah, what Drew Brees has done. for you to give him that type of money. Yeah, like, Drew Brees, what he's done in the past, obviously he's had the longer tenure. So, but yeah. even still, what production today I would still, like, basically, I look at it as a push if I'm taking Russell Wilson or I'm taking Drew Brees. They offer you two different type of things, but the production that you will get is from a quarterback standpoint yeah, is only, relatively the same. The only so, thing that makes you say Russ is that he's younger. You're going to yes. get more years out of him. That's it. Like, I feel you. I mean, so, I mean, style of play, all this other stuff. But you get yeah. what, I get what you're saying as far as just being a quarterback. You're talking top-level play. You know? Right. So both I don't want to see any quarterback coming up for a contract blowing blowing Russell Wilson's contract out of the way or anything like that because, hey, Russell Wilson's contract costs this amount of money, and Russell Wilson is having trouble putting offensive talent around him maybe because his contract is in the way. <laughs> like, did, does anybody think about that? Hey, this is the ultimate team sport. No one person will ever get the job done in the NFL. Okay, okay. so this is what I'll tell you. Okay, because I, I have to give this opinion real quick. Their contract for Patrick Mahomes is good and bad at the same time. I'm going to explain why it's good. No, don't oh, no, explain why it's no, good. No, no, no I'm going to explain – Let's get why it's bad. Let's explain why it's bad. Oh, oh, well, I actually, I, I actually do want to talk about why it's bad first because that's that's where it's going to be bad at. In the beginning parts, in the beginning parts of this contract, it's going to be bad because 
of him setting the market, he's going to be setting the market for the first five years of his contract. Sadly to say, Mark, as much as you hate it, the second half of this 10 years, somebody's going to be getting paid more, he, more than what he's getting paid for the second half of that, for the second I mean, half of that contract. He's, there's going to be somebody that's going to show up. It might be Russell Wilson. Who knows? But somebody is going the, the, you, we all know that the quarterback contractors have been doing this. They've been doing this, right? Everybody thought that I thought that the, that the, um, not the Patriots, but the Niners were paying Garoppolo ridiculous money. Everybody thought that everybody thought that Kirk Cousins was getting ridiculous money. But now when you look at everybody else's contract and what they no, have. No, 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 no. You're just no. like, yo, come on. Kirk man. Cousins still didn't deserve that contract. No, he didn't deserve it. I'm not saying he deserved it. What I'm telling you is the ridiculousness of his contract as far as how much he was getting paid and how much was guaranteed, it looks like it, it does not look as crazy now. Two or three years from now, he's not even he, – he'll be maybe the eighth top-paid player. What I'm telling you is – when, when Patrick Mahomes reaches year eight of this contract, he's just going to be a top 10 paid quarterback is what I'm right. telling you, Mark. So in the beginning of this contract, it's going to hurt them when they have to start signing these guys. They're only going to be able to sign a few of them, and they're going to have to rely on the draft. Year eight, they're just going to be like, we're kind of getting a discount on this yeah. guy. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's what I'm saying. It's a good contract for the long term. In the in in present time, the only thing that's saving them is the fact that a lot of these, a lot of the top players are on rookie contracts. Yeah. Now, here's but they're good. They got to pay. They got to pay Honey Badger. They got to pay Kelsey. They got to pay. You know, they just paid Tyreek Hill. They, they're going to have to pay Chris Jones. You have to pay Chris Jones. Well, like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying about the market in general is that the way the quarterback market is the moment you pay a quarterback, you are setting your team up to fail. Because I do not recall mm -hmm. a quarter, a starting quarterback being re-signed and not resetting the market every single time. It's absolutely ridiculous because none of these, a lot of these quarterbacks do not deserve to reset the market. But yet somehow every single time there's a new quarterback signing, they reset the market and and owners are just far too willing to do so at the expense of their team oftentimes i'm staring you in the face baltimore ravens <laughs> i'm staring you in the face i'll even say this with kirk cousins i'm also staring you in the, the face seattle seahawks your yo. defense is is a shell hey, of what it should be. Hey, Mark, be. you want to know something absolutely ridiculous that I saw today? Man, the Seahawks are kicking the tires on Jamal Adams. Yeah. Oh, now you want to pay defensive players. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you know what, man? They, they, whatever comes their way, they deserve it, Mark. That's pretty much that's what I was saying. They, whatever comes pretty their much. way, they deserve it. Don't, don't decide to try to pay them now. You know, you want to pay Jamal Adams? Y'all just let Clowney walk? I do. I will say Clowney's asking for a ridiculous amount of money. But you know what? You wouldn't even be in this situation if you decided to pay the defensive players that you already had. And those people were willing to take a discount 
Yeah. Those people were willing to they take just it wanted, to They account, just man. wanted what they deserved. They, did, they didn't want to reset the market. They just wanted what they deserved. That's it. That's it, man. These guys were not going to try to go upside your head for it. And you's like, nah, bro. We're rolling with Russ. Matter of fact, don't hand that ball off to Marshawn. We don't want to pay him neither. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, so now, Seattle, I think it's a slap in the face to y'all fans that y'all now trying to chase after Jamal Adams. But I know how I would feel if I was a Seahawks fan. Man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, you, you, know the, you know the market reset is coming. You know it's coming. You hate it. You don't want to see it, but you know it's coming, Mark. And once it comes, that Patrick Mahomes contract, it ain't going to look so crazy. It's going to look like a genius. It's going to look like a genius deal come year six, seven. Finally, we're going to switch gears from NFL to the NBA. NBA is going into their bubble. And my God, this might be the dirtiest bubble I have ever seen in my life. Like, you are going to Orlando, Florida, which is like the scum swamp of COVID-19. Mark, I got a quick question for you, man. Has Florida not been headlining every single spike that has happened since we've been going into our you know, uh, quarantining and wearing masks. Like, have they not been the epicenter of all the of all the bullshit? I feel I feel like they have been, but somehow they're like, you know what? Florida sounds nice. That's what we're gonna do all this. <laughs> yeah, you know like I mean? no man. Like <laughs> Florida is absolute is absolutely a ridiculous location. So, with that being said, Joel Embiid has come out and said that he has a problem. Like, he doesn't understand it, like, why we are restarting, why are we going to Florida. He, he, but he's going to go because he's a team player. And he wants to be a part of the team and this and all that good stuff. Kendrick Perkins has a problem with Joel Embiid expressing his concerns with um, what's going on. Kendrick Perkins basically told him to man up and check ball. So, now, with this said, one, Kendrick Perkins, you can, I don't, like, given the uncertainty of what's going on today, it's kind of messed up for you to be like, ah, whatever, check ball. Like, put yourself in harm's way for for my entertainment, check the ball and play. Everybody else is doing it. So what if everybody else is doing it? This man's an individual. He can feel free to have his concerns. That he's welcome to his concerns. Now that I've gotten that out the way, let me say this. I do feel as though Joel Embiid probably does have some real concerns, but I also feel as though Joel Embiid is serving up a built-in excuse for why he plays like shit. Oh, come on, for man. Why? That's what we're going to do to Joel. For why he's not going to be <laughs> That's what we do the to person Joel that today. he's okay. going to be. Like, come on, Doug. Like, he's going to be like, man, hey. I, I had the um, virus on my mind and I could not play, you know? <laughs> hey, man, I watched that, man. Are you talking about the same Joel and B 
that had his finger pop out the joint in the middle of the game, and then he popped that mug back in, and then it happened again. Like that, that same Joel Embiid. Listen, man. I, 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 you know what? Let me stop. Trolling. Listen, me there, stop no, 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 no. You no, gotta go let me no. ride with that because that no because there's there's people that'll ride out for the physical thing, and then there's people that'll ride out for like what hits them in the fields emotionally and stuff. Like, duh. Okay. Let me put it like this. The physical pain, Joel can move past that. What Joel can't move past is the emotional pain of embarrassment. <laughs> he, have sh- he has shown that. He has shown that many times that he, that he is unwilling to step up and give his all to any particular situation. And because it's already a built-in excuse for why it didn't happen that way. Well, I didn't come into game in shape, and so I maybe need to be in better shape for next time. I need right. to I need to get to better shape so that I can be the dominating player that I am and that I can dominate everyone, and I will do that next year. And he says that every single time, hey. every year. He says that. He says the same crap like Doug. Like, yo, he always promises to be in better shape. He's I got never in better shape. Like, uh, like there's all these, like, I'm just putting it, I'm putting all the pieces to the puzzle together. Go ahead, go ahead, and I'm man. making the picture. And all the pieces to the puzzle say, you may very well have real concerns about COVID. But it also is building in that excuse that I'm going to hear when you get knocked out man. in the first round by Boston. Let Mark, Mark, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say okay, okay, okay. Let me give my I, I have to I have to respond to you coming at Embiid like this, okay? I, I can't like I have to respond, right? And maybe I'm gonna respond in a way that you're not expecting because I got some stuff I got some stuff to say about Embiid to say to Embiid, and I got some stuff for Perkins too, man. Uh, damn, I'm gonna let you know right now. I'm about to sound like a hater, Mark. Um, two things that nobody's ever accused Embiid of. Number one, being mentally tough. Number two, being a hard worker, man. So let me tell you, let me tell you, Mark, just to piggyback on your idea that this man might be putting in a built-in excuse. I didn't want to, I didn't want to believe it, Mark, but now I started thinking to myself and I said to myself, Embiid, this guy always, he's just, he's just never in shape, right? And then I thought to myself, what do you, what do you actually think Embiid has been doing in his off time this whole time? What well, do, you he think he, told you. do you think? He told you. He might have been joking or he might have been thinking <laughs> that he was joking, but it might have been the truth. He told you he's been playing NBA 2K. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a 0% chance that Embiid has been working out like LeBron has been working out during this Obviously. off time. I'm going to tell you that Embiid has been enjoying himself in this off time, probably like he does every off season. Okay. Embiid has not like, you see these guys like John Morant talk about, yo, I put on 12 pounds of muscle. In. Yo, I guarantee this, you that man, Embiid looks like a monster. Dog. Hey, hey, Embiid is not going to look like Jokic does right now. Jokic look like he's been working out, man. Jokic look like he lost some weight. Do Have you, you seen Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons is a monster. 
But, but but he's always been a workout guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's fine. I expect that from him. But guess what I also expect from Ben Simmons? I expect none of that shit to translate to how hard he's going to work on the court. But, <laughs> but, but I'm, you, you know right. what? This, this ain't about Ben Simmons, though. It's about Embiid. So I cannot just dismiss what you're saying about Embiid, possibly just taking a lazy route and being like, yo, I, just, I'm, I know I'm not going to show up. I need an excuse. I understand that. Okay. So, but once again, I, but I don't want to let Perk off the hurt, off the hook. Cause I got a lot of stuff for Perk, man. Let me tell you something, man. There's one thing in the NBA that I really despise, Mark. I really despise fake tough guys. All right. And, and I understand that for some people, Perk might have looked like a tough guy. He might have looked like a tough guy. But the man is not a tough man. That man be out there barking on people. He be scowling and shit, like all that stuff, man. That means, hey, man, that Mark. Are you gonna tell me that he's never tried to intimidate somebody with his with his facial expressions? Yo, that's his face. What are you talking about? I understand what his face looks like, but when he was with the Cavs and he was sitting on the sideline in the suit, he was out there trying to fight Drake, bro. Come on, man. Come on. I, I don't like fake tough guys, man. Don't bow up on Drake and not bow up on players on the court. Don't be that guy, okay? I don't like fake tough guys, man. I don't like it. This dude is using his, his position in the media to take shots at guys that he feels like he could take shots at. You know what I mean? This is another example of him trying to take a shot at somebody that he feels like he could take a shot at. Everybody knows Embiid is, is the goofball. Everybody knows Embiid is the guy that wants to joke around and play around and not be serious. Him, him going out of bounds and telling him to just check ball and shut up. Mm-hmm. Yo, he didn't say that shit to – he didn't say that shit about Avery Bradley. He didn't say that shit about Dwight Howard. He didn't say that shit about a lot of these other guys. Embiid, the jovial, joke-around goofball. Now he wants to be Mr. Tough Guy and tell him to shut up the dribble. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's not an accident that Perk picked him to say this to, man. Well, I mean... It's he, not an accident, Mark. To be... Well, you're right. I, you know what? Because I was <laughs> about to shoot him some bail and say, well, to be fair, Joel Embiid is the person that expressing this. But he didn't come out and say this to Dame. Because Dame Lillard would have barred him up. He would have had a fresh 16 waiting for him on a mixtape somewhere. All all I'm saying is I just find it very interesting that when Perk has something crazy like this to say, who else else has he said stuff like this about? He got an awful lot to say about KD. Ain't nobody fucking scared of KD. Ain't nobody worried about KD. Of course he got something to say about KD, man. Like, like this is this is my problem with him, man. This is my problem with him. He has something to say about he has something to say about um what's his name? Kyrie Irving. No, no, ain't nobody worried about Kyrie Irving. He writ he get he start barking on cats when he feel like he could say something to them and have them either blow him off or have them give the KD response. 
oh, you a sucker, or oh, whatever, whatever. I got more money than you, whatever. Yeah, like whatever the shit, whatever Katie be saying to people, you're a liar. You're just making it up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you know what I mean? Oh, you Uncle Tom. Like, that's the that's the worst that you're gonna get from KD. Okay, he understands that, and that's why he says these things about these people, man. Perk, if you're gonna be in the media, bro, you if you if you're gonna be the guy that keeps it hundred, keep it hundred with everybody. Don't don't come and attack Embiid about him having concerns when there's been like ten other players that had concerns and you ain't say nothing to them. Nothing disrespectful, nothing at all. You know what I'm saying? That's why that's how I feel about Kendrick Perkins saying something to Joel Embiid about this. Yeah. I am not paying no mind to this because this is another day where pet where Kendrick Perkins decides he's gonna pick on somebody that he knows ain't gonna ain't gonna check him. Yeah. No, I feel you. And simple as that. Yeah, it's as simple as that. But there is a real concern for these players, particularly where they're going. Um Florida's numbers is ballooning and that's because their governor never took the entire thing seriously and I wish that the NBA had an active plan B ready but clearly they did not and so we are where we are but I salute every single player regardless of their built-in excuse for why they don't perform I respect every single player for going down there and at least attempting to perform with everything that may be on their mind, given the current climate of the world, um, both racially and health-wise. So, yeah, and, that and said, shout, out man, to those, shout out to those players that's just doing it because they're chasing that ring that they want. You know what I'm saying? We know who you are, LeBron. We know who you are. Hey, man. You know who you are, babe? LeBron, hey, look, man. Hey, listen, hey, I'm going to tell you right now. Hey. If, if LeBron – like, yo, LeBron, he has, he, has, he has four legitimate rings or three legitimate rings. This one, keep, keep it in the tuck. Like, the, like, if you win this one, don't ever bring it out. Just, just know that you got it, but don't bring it out. Because this, I don't care if you were going – Listen, let me put the caveat that the Lakers were a thousand percent the favorite to win before this shit happened. But this championship doesn't count. Like Mark. nobody is ever going to look at this you, championship. You as do understand more than the asterisks. You do understand that if they win, the Lakers had to fight through the adversity. Of COVID nineteen, not being oh, able no, no, to no. practice. I get oh, how the media is going to know. No, I get how the media is going to spin it. You know where it's I going. I know how Mark. history is you going to look at going. it. I know how media is going to spin it, hey. and I know how history is going to try to play it out. You know where this but is going, Mark. <laughs> this you know what LeBron's going to say. This is an this is an asterisk. Like no, hey, man. doesn't count. Yo, this is like this is like every championship. While Jordan was retired, it's an asterisk. Okay, okay, because you wasn't going to get that championship if Jordan was there. Like, just so this is what I will say, uh, real quick, because I don't want to get into the Jordan shit. Right, Jordan was there, lost to Orlando, and then that same Orlando team got swept by the Rockets. 
So let's not talk about, but but let's not go there. You know what? We're not gonna go there. Jordan came. No, no, no. Because Jordan came back wearing the four or five, and it wasn't to play games with you, Mark. It was to aim at you. I get that. He was getting himself together for the next season. So relax, Mark. Relax. What I was saying. What I'm gonna say is, do you think that Dennis Rodman would have had the same success against Hakeem Olajuwon as he did, as he did, um, Shaq? He did. He wouldn't have needed to. Who was going to deal with Hakeem on that team? Nobody would have needed to deal with Hakeem. Let Hakeem do whatever he's going to do. I'm Michael Jordan. I'm going to ball and bar everybody you know down. You know what? Who cares? That's, that's fine. That's fine. You know what? See, this is why I didn't want to get into this. But, 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 but forget about that for a second. We talk about asterisks, right? We talk about asterisks, and you say this should be an asterisk. This is what I want. For me and you, but this is what I would expect from the media that I haven't seen yet, Mark. I need, before this shit starts up on July 30th, 31st, whatever, I need all the media members to speak up now and say whether this is an asterisk season or not. Oh, I'm going to tell you for me, Mark, this is an asterisk season. This is an it's, asterisk season. It's, we got players that are currently getting sick that ain't going to be on the roster. Like, people don't even Yo, know what they roster is no, going to look nobody, like. Nobody, like, half it's the players crazy. are like, like, no, I'm just not going to do it. Some players. Yeah, like, this has to be an asterisk season. I don't want none of these media members waiting to see who wins before they call it an asterisk or not. Because everybody seems to be waiting. Yeah. So, what, asterisk for you? Asterisk for me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. We we got I, it out. Let there me now. put let me put it like this. I do not respect that like no matter who wins this ring, no I matter do who not wins. respect it uh, compared to any other ring. It's not a respectable ring to me. It's not thank you. It is not a respectable ring for me as well. Many reasons, but I'll tell you this. There's so this ain't a regular playoffs, this ain't a regular scenario. There's gonna be teams that have advantages. This is more of an asterisk to me than the Knicks getting hot and making it to get fucking their head bashed in by San Antonio. Like, this is, this is more of an asterisk than that season. Hey, man. Well, look. <laughs> but, you, yeah. uh, you're absolutely right. And that man, Knicks that- team had no business being there, bro. <laughs> but but it, it's on the books. They they won an Eastern Conference title, you know. It, hey, right. I, the Spurs, the Spurs got a title out of it. Hey, I don't. So, with that being said, I think it's a good place to end. So, yeah. I'm gonna just say to everyone out there, you know, stay safe, wear your face covering, have a good night. Peace. All right then, peace.